On this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock, Greg let us know about self-regrams and Finsta accounts. Jess talked about how you can sling product without ever leaving Google. We talked about how you can kind of manipulate Google's knowledge panel. Oh, and Jess talked about Danny Trejo and kittens. And Greg shocked us all by proclaiming he's not into fashion. All on this week's show. Marketing O'Clock is your weekly dose of digital marketing news. We record live every Friday from the Cypress North Studios located in beautiful Buffalo, New York. Join us each week for insights, updates, rants, and much more as we cover the full gamut of digital marketing for you. Hey there, I'm Greg Finn. And I'm Jess Budd. And it is officially Marketing O'Clock here on January 11th, 2019. Remember, you can catch us live without a net on Fridays on YouTube in the mornings, or you can consume us at your leisure via your favorite <laughs> podcasting player. As always, follow along with us in our show notes. Head over to marketingclock.com for all the links from today's articles. And a little bit more quick podkeeping here. You may have seen that our Tuesday episode was called Off the Clock. We had Casey Gillette on. It was fantastic. Mm -hmm. And we'll be doing that every week. We'll have a different segment or a different episode style, rather. We'll be Off the Clock, where we do industry interviews. And also Rip from the Headlines, where we go in-depth about something you hear on the Friday shows. So look forward to that coming soon. For sure. And these off the clocks, by the way, are not, uh, they're not news, right? So it's something you can go back and if you missed it last week, it's not going to not help you this week. Definitely listen to it anyway. First up in the news, you can, uh, Google is going to help influence, help you influence and understand how your products appear on Google. So they've made some upgrades to their manufacturer center, which are really exciting. The gist of it is that you can add your own content to product detail pages now um, on Google Shopping. And it actually looks really nice. And Hope's got the animation up for folks that are watching. If not, check the show notes. There's a really cool graphic. Um, according to Google, in a study of about 1,600 people, they found that 56% of smartphone users have purchased from an unexpected brand when they consider the brand to be helpful. So Google wants you to be a helpful brand, even if people don't know who you are, and they're giving you new tools to do that. And this is really about Google being able to show all of the information on a product on Google still. It's like the mm -hmm. Googlefication that we keep seeing with <laughs> hotels and flights and things like that. So give me a better stat than that. I need something better than <laughs> out of 1,600 people, we found 56% purchased from a brand if they're helpful. I want to know, like, hey, does this work? How, how about you survey 1,600 people and tell me if this new list, if this new way to show product works? That's what I care about. I don't care if being helpful is helpful or not. Well, I think being helpful is helpful, right? 56% of people say so. <laughs> There's a different stat, which I don't have in front of me, but in the article too, where it said out of a, a slightly larger number of people, most people still use Google to find things. That's what oh, it said. Very most. scientific. Yeah, I Such believe data. It, it was most was the number. Yeah. So anyway, in addition to that, they've also improved their analytics. It looks kind of like the overview tab in Google Ads, if you're used to looking at that. It's pretty neat. It gives you insight on trends and other significant shifts in performance on your account. And my favorite thing, it says in the article, it'll give you stats like which competitors, brands, and products most often show with yours, which I think is actually a really, really helpful mm -hmm. thing. So you can see what people are seeing when they search for stuff that's not um, not just what you're your products are showing. So the only issue with this, and it's not really an issue, but you have to be eligible. There's certain um, attributes that you have to put on your product in order to show up for this. So again, check the link in the show notes. It tells you exactly what you need to do in order to start getting this data in your analytics. 
Okay, and then when I saw this, it can, it reminded me a lot of of Facebook Canvas mashed with maybe Google My Business. Hmm. And, that's and nice. I, it, 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 that's that's the question. I, I so I have a question: Is this good? You know, and, and people should know before they use this that there are many benefits. You're going to be faster. People may prefer to have this this working right within Google and not go visit a website. Mm-hmm. But there also may be drawbacks, right? You might not be able to fire your remarketing tags. Those pixels might not be firing. So is it good? You know, don't just take things at face value. We've seen a lot recently about AMP, people undoing their AMP. It's like every other week we talk about another company <laughs> yeah. that just doesn't see performance um, on the conversion side of things. So this could be good. Remember, if you do this or if you use Canvas or some other self-hosted item, you could lose some features that you might currently be using. So test it and see what works. Yes. And and to your, your point, which obviously makes a lot of sense and it's something people need to think about, but if your competitors are doing this and you're not just because you're afraid that you might lose something, you know, maybe not the best thing for your business overall. So while I agree with what you're saying, take it with a grain of salt. You don't want to, you want to look helpful, right? As Google wants you to. So something else to think about. Right. And shopping is still the only paid inclusion that Google has back in the day. You could buy your way onto Yahoo and other search engines with paid inclusion. It's it's like Mm -hmm. just an old folks thing that used to be able to do. (laughs) But this is still the only way Google Shopping is all paid results. So it's not like it's something that you have to significantly shift. It's a it's a paid test that you could do. So that that should make it easier for us advertisers. Fair point. Okay, next up this week from TechCrunch, Instagram now lets you regram posts to multiple accounts. And I'm just gonna read the sentence here and then we'll get in a little bit deeper to it. So according to TechCrunch, this self-regram could make it easier for businesses, influencers, and regular folks with Instas and Finstas to publish the same meme, promotional image, or other content across the profile simultaneously instead of having to post them one at a time. Jess? (laughs) Yes? The Instas and Finstas, I feel like I'm sort of hip to, to you're, things? You're pretty hip. We work on the internet. Did so. you know what a Finsta was? No. <laughs> I had to look. I had to find out. <laughs> so from some hip millennials, we don't know who Finstas are, but thankfully we have somebody from Generation Z, the I generation, Hope, who runs our soundboards. So we got a new segment here. Go into Hope. <laughs> and Hope, did you know what a Finsta was? Yeah. Okay. <sighs> So we're, we're officially old. Of course she did. That's well, what that means. Well, so, for anyone who doesn't know what a Finsta is, it's a fake Instagram account, which I don't think is the right word based on what Instagram was trying to say in here, first of all, but that's a whole other can of worms. Right. So a Finsta is a fake account that is just used for pumping things up. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so what you will be able to do with this new tool is, is essentially you're making a post and if you've got other accounts, you can just kind of there's a little toggle switch and you can say I want this to go to all my different accounts. TechCrunch had a good example of this in action and it gave me like anxiety. (laughs) And so the fact that I'm not doing anything in life. (laughs) The example they had was somebody I I forget the exact name of this of this person, but she had six different Instagram accounts she could post to. She's got Biz Busy Boss Academy, GetBranded.co, That Girl Broward, P.S. I Love Me Too, The Real J. Elaine. It's how on earth can people handle six 
Insta or Finsta accounts. I have something to say there. You say that you feel like you're not doing anything with your life, but did you hear those names of those accounts? I don't know if she's doing anything with her life either. Oh, except PSL, Instagramming. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, anyone could write that. That's, she stole that from a movie, kind of. Oh, kind of. I, I didn't know about I think, that. Isn't P.S. I Love You a movie? I've never seen it. I'm not up on uh, on my rom coms. Yeah, big fan of rom coms, but I'm just out. Uh, not up to, uh, to date. I don't know how new this one is, but anyway. Um, I think this seems like a nice feature. I saw it live when I was posting something with my cats the other day, and I was like, ooh, haha, should I post this to Cypress North? But it didn't make any sense. Like for, I think for most people, maybe it doesn't, not most people, I shouldn't say, but for regular folks like you and I, I don't, I don't know if I would ever use this, but it's nice. Yeah, and I think for brands, that's where it could be really helpful, especially mm-hmm. if you've got sub subsections of your brand. And an example for full clarity is we've kind of debated at points of should we have a marketing clock handle? We, we do yeah. have that. But should we actually post under that? And that way we could post more things and not clutter up our, our corporate accounts. But that could be nice, right? You're yeah. posting a marketing clock. This is a big one. Let's post it to marketing clock and our parent company, Cypress North. So there are a lot of ways that you could use it as a company. So I stand corrected. That is why Greg is in charge. He's so smart. All right. What's <laughs> next, Jess? Next up, get ready for this because I want people to make sure they are hearing me right. The article is called Retarget Users Who Have Shown Interest in Questions on Cura. Let's just pause and let that soak in. Enough pausing. So, yes, you can now target users who, quote, previously read about a question and show your ads to them all over the Cura platform, which I think is just amazing. It works just like remarketing that we know and love elsewhere. Basically, a user hits a question, gets added to your audience, and you can follow them around with your ads. So it's, you know, you don't just have to show an ad on a specific question anymore. You can use that question if people have read it to target people around the platform. And, and of course, you can set a time period after which your remarketing expires or your the user expires in your audience. I think this is just such a smart idea because why wouldn't you want to do that? Yeah, and I saw this, my first thought was wowzers. <laughs> These guys <laughs> and gals over at Cura are killing it lately. Yeah. They keep coming up with more and more and more innovation. Mm-hmm. And this just makes total sense. And kudos to them. And I, I don't know what, the, it must have an innovation lab. It's got to be an innovation lab. <laughs> of course. Over there. And they just keep putting out, I mean, we talked about those pr- um, promoted answers, or, mm-hmm. or I forget the exact name, boosted answers. Yeah, something like that. Um, but there's more and more and more options. And they are really maximizing that platform mm-hmm. to something that was basically nothing like two years ago. So kudos. This is awesome to see such cool innovation for that. And, and I mean, a lot of times you, you, you think like, hey, I might not have like the world's biggest engine, but man, they are getting the most torque out of that engine. I don't know anything about cars. That sounds right to I've me. I've heard that before, yeah. I think. It doesn't so. sound like a sports term. sounds like an engine term. But yeah, I hope over here our, our soundboard lady is also our in-house QRA expert. And I'm like really looking forward to making her do this for all of our campaigns. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be great. Okay. And that brings us to this week's lightning round. Pew, pew. First up from Google is the article, Pick Up Where You Left Off on Search. And Google is launching new activity cards. We talked about this before, but you can now pick up right where you left off. In order to see this, you need to be logged into a Google account and only work for some specific topics and hobbies. Some of those that they've identified are cooking, interior design, fashion, skincare and beauty, fitness, and photography. (laughs) 
Unfortunately, I haven't seen any of these in the wild because I've never searched any of these. <laughs> Old Fitness Finn here uh, has not seen this yet. It has a nice ring to it, though. Fitness Finn? Yeah. Yeah, it's my gym. It could be your other Instagram handle. You could post to multiple accounts. Just regram it away. And so what you can do is you can see the activity card show up at the top of the results pages. Another thing you can do is if you hold down, you can or you can hold the link with your finger because it's mobile only, <laughs> and you can add those items to a collection, which is pretty cool. And then you can access those collections if you click on the top left of your search page so that you can get right back into there. And again, this is mobile web and Google app only. And there's, again, if you look through our show notes, there's a pretty cool gif of that in action. Yeah. And move over Jasper's market because <laughs> they're in this gif of it in action. Eatcleanbro.com is the example they use. And it's actually real. We went to it earlier. It's a real live website. So check yeah. it out. And Facebook uses this fake company Jasper's. And, I, and we're dead set. The Eat Clean Bro <laughs> was fake. Oh, it's real. It's real. And you can eat clean, bro. <laughs> Even Jasper can. <laughs> Next up, Twitter gives events a boost with new publisher tools. And it's more than just events. In general, Twitter is getting new analytics dashboards. So one is a general analytics dashboard, as I just said, that helps folks dive into how their content is resonating with their audience. And then on the events side, there is a separate dashboard with real-time insights on events like breaking news and also information on upcoming events. Um, that's really all I have to say about that. Okay. I, I really don't care about that. I, I just keep thinking, have you ever seen any of those machines where they pick a house up and like move it down the road and it's like a big oversized load and they, they just move a house and put it somewhere else? I've seen the houses in transit, but I've yes. never seen the machine that picks them up. Okay. Well, Twitter needs to get one of those machines, <laughs> one of those flatbeds and go pull Cura's Innovation Center right over to Twitter because I don't care about this. Twitter's ad platform is where it needs work. <laughs> it is an unusable yes. mess. And it is so sad that in 2019, we're looking at Cura just training <laughs> Twitter as to what they need to do. And again, I think that there's a lot of work that they need on the ad side, not necessarily with these events and analytics. Yeah, I would agree with you. I mean, I'm sure that's going to be helpful for people, but you can't go into your Twitter ads and look at what types of conversion. If you're tracking multiple conversions, you cannot see that. You can't see which ones they are. I want a dashboard for that. So, oh, an interesting tidbit, though, from the article unrelated to the analytics was that about half of Twitter's ad revenue comes from video ads. So if you're doing video on Twitter, good for you. Do more. All right. Next up, there was a tweet by Google Analytics at Google Analytics on Twitter. And the tweet said, the Google Analytics demo account is your tool for learning hashtag SEO with real metrics from a Google site. Try it for free. And they linked over to a demo Google Analytics account. I'm including because it's sort of newsworthy, but the demo analytics account is actually awesome. If you're somebody that doesn't typically use e-commerce, this is a great way for you to see what it looks like and mm -hmm. learn. Mm -hmm. But let's let's be real. You're not <laughs> learning SEO with a demo Google Analytics account. It's not like you can be like, oh, I'm going to go manipulate the Google store and make a couple <laughs> changes to the title tag and see how it works. It's a little disingenuous tweet. It's a little inaccurate. Yeah, there, there was probably a better hashtag to use there, but we won't dwell on it, right? Because there's other cool things from Google. This week, they have added Google Assistant to Maps. This is something that they announced back in the summertime, and it's officially here. Not only for Android, but also for iOS users. You can get the Google Assistant, 
in the existing Maps app. You don't have to download a separate app anymore. And basic features are controlling navigation, controlling music, sending text messages. They Google did note that the uh, assistant will be a little bit more capable on Android, which makes sense because that's their platform. But still great for iOS users like myself. Yeah, and the big thing is Google Assistant is coming to more locations and you don't even know it, mm -hmm. right? It's on Maps now. You're <laughs> going to start getting a taste of Google Assistant and that's what they want. <laughs> The one thought I had is I know that assistant is is good. It's it's my assist, assistant of choice. But did it just make maps more dangerous? Like probably. now you you're doing maps and you're talking to the assistant and probably touching stuff. I don't know. <laughs> seems seems a little more dangerous. Your point is while you're driving, right? right that right. you should be hands-free and yeah. Yeah, and yeah, Assistant's supposed to do that, but let's face it, it's not perfect. I have another gripe, too, with Google Assistant. She doesn't have a, he or she does not have a cool name, like Alexa. It's terrible. And then yeah. the way that you have to call it up, I mean, just think of how easy, like, okay, portal flows <laughs> off the tongue. Okay, Google is nothing like that. I mean, you chose the worst possible example, but first mentioned in 2019, I think, of portal, right? Portal. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. yeah All well, right. Let's keep it going. So next up. Speaking of Google, they've purchased a new answer engine or a former answer engine called Superpod, and they paid $60 million for it. And the thought on the street is that this may help with Google Assistant, right? It's a question and answer engine, and Google has bought it, and hopefully they do something good with it. Fun note, I did not know that a Superpod meant a very large pod of dolphins, so maybe they're going to figure out some way to bring echolocation to assistant here. <laughs> well, that's really funny. I want to... Really? You're not making that up. It actually means that. Yeah. Oh. So a super pod is a very large group of... A very large pod of dolphins. A group of dolphins is called a pod. Gotcha. Yeah. But I didn't know that like super pod... So like a bunch of crows is like a super murder? Yes. I love it. Okay. I'm into it. Also, <laughs> kind of on topic, I guess, the um, article listed a bunch of other answer engines, if you will, if you needed examples, if you hadn't heard of Superpod. And one of them in there was Cha-Cha. Do you remember Cha-Cha? No. Oh, God. That was like my favorite thing, my brother and I. It was a, I don't know if there was ever a web version, but it, you could text it back like before you had a smartphone. You would text to Cha-Cha and ask it a question and you would get an answer. And it was pretty good. And it was amazing. We used to do it like maniacs. And then ask.com Sounds like it should be an answer engine, but it wasn't on the list at all because it's more of a search engine. But it got me thinking and thinking back to Ask Jeeves, which I Googled Ask Jeeves. And some folks out there have created AskJeeves.net. And I encourage everyone to go there because I just laughed so hard. It looks like Microsoft's Word clip art of a website and then it just pulls in Google results. It's really amazing. It probably isn't allowed but it's no. out there and it's really good i was laughing because it's yeah it's clip art but then it's just a google custom search right yeah. on there. it's like yeah that's what jeeves is up to these days and it's like just jeeves is back. a bunch of guys around a drum like it doesn't even make any sense it, it's the most amazing thing i've seen in a while so you, you people should go there if you want to be disappointed just shoot over our show notes yeah right ask jeeves not not everybody all right, next up, Spotify is giving brands more control over ads in Discover Weekly. So you've already been able to, if you're advertising on Spotify, you've already been able to customize your ad creative, but apparently not in the Discover Weekly playlist. So now you can, which is awesome. Advertisers can control their content, quote, end to end, which is nice. I, do you use Discover, Greg? I don't use Spotify. Really? Yeah. At all? I mean, if I have to, I, I use, I'm like an Amazon Music kind of kind of fellow. Okay, that's. I guess that's fair. I, I don't know. I'm like a Spotify nutcase, but I do pay for it, so I don't ever hear any of the ads because there was this one ad with this girl with taking pictures of her cat. It was like, 
baby over here. And that's when I chose to pay. Do you think that they try to make the ads uh, horrific on your earlobes just so that you upgrade? That was my thought. But then if they're giving advertisers more control, why would advertisers want to make annoying ads? You want to be able to be heard. You don't want people to pay to not hear your ads, right? That's true. But I don't know. So my only thing is, if you are not like Jess, <laughs> fancy pants butt over there mm. that has the paid version, and you use Discover, just start, get ready to expect some some bad ads coming your way. I, I'm just thinking you might be hear something like, you don't enjoy new music when you're hungry. Feed your curiosity <laughs> with a Snickers. I think so, that's great. So you don't get like ready that? for some terrible ads. <laughs> My other complaint too with this article was that they said, and I quote, when people think of Spotify, they think about music, all the world's songs, albums, yada, yada, yada. I have a problem with all the world's songs because that is exactly what I think about when I think Spotify. And there are still a few things that I can't get. Like Tool, for example, they do not have their music on Spotify. And also that one Aaliyah song from the Dr. Doolittle soundtrack. I don't know if you remember that. That sentence has never been uttered in human existence <laughs> until today. Do you know what I'm talking about? I have no idea what it's, you're talking about. It's Are You That Somebody? I think it was also a radio hit, but I had the Dr. Doolittle soundtrack on CD back in the day. And I really liked that song. It's not on Spotify. I'm still going to YouTube for that bad boy. Okay. Well... R.I.P. in peace, Aaliyah. And that brings us to more lyrics as Google is now has a mobile search engine result that brings in song lyrics for searches. And this is, again, that Googlefication that we see, some of those sites that relied on people clicking through to see the lyrics. Mm -hmm. Well, Google is now pulling those lyrics directly in. And this is a good example of you needing to make sure that you're providing value, right? Just lyrics, mm, anybody can do that. Google can do that. You need to go above and beyond with your product. Amen. And just for fun, the examples that they had in there for the songs, they had Queen, which I guess is timely because the film that's out right now, but then they had the Eurythmics, Here Comes the Rain Again from 1983. I had forgotten about that song. It is such a gem. I listened to it at least three times last night. A gem. Yeah, it's really good. I listen to it on Spotify too. You, how many times do you listen to it? At least three. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> and it was not torture to go back to last week's shooting the heck. It was great. Okay, next <laughs> up, Google has released what they titled Google Website SEO was the slug there. And mm. the actual title of the of the post was called Inside Google Marketing, Three Ways We Think About SEO. And spoiler alert, the first one is for big SEO results, start small. The second one is to be, don't be scared of changes, embrace them. And the third is where possible, consolidate. And when they talk about going small, they're talking about kind of small businesses. So that's the first one. The second one where they're saying, don't be scared of changes, embrace them. They started talking off, talking about AMP. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of went, went weird. They're talking about embracing new technology and then the very last portion, they're talking about how they actually got more traffic. And they said, we also found that improving our content overall may have led us to being selected more often for feature snippets, which led to an additional 1,000 impressions a day. Content, con you should always have good content. That's, right. not, that's, not, that's not a change. Yeah. That should be the, the, the pillar. You would think, but we're the foundation. dumbfounded. So maybe people don't know that. Okay, the other thing I really like in this article is that they, it's a, just like other companies, Google doesn't always get SEO right. <laughs> We're constantly working to make improvements to our own sites. And to give Google credit, I have been at conferences 
where somebody, there were breakout sessions and and Q&As in these clinics, right? Mm -hmm. And somebody from Google was there asking questions. And I won't say any names or anything, but she had divulged that they don't have any communication between any engineers and anybody on the product side, and they are just as hungry for information. So I thought that that was fantastic, just to share that little tidbit here. So if you think they're lying in this post, they are not. That makes me feel better, I guess. We're all left out. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Miserable together. (laughs) And next up, Chrome's ad blocker is going global on July 9th. This is the new ad blocker or the ad blocker that launched in 2018 and it blocks 12 different types of ads, four on desktop and eight on mobile. Hashtag math guys there. (laughs) That's 12 total. (laughs) Yes. And so it blocks all those 12. The only request I'm going to have to put in there is I I really want those pre-roll YouTube ads of those gurus driving cars, talking about how easy you can do it. All you need is an affiliate account. I want those blocked. Yeah, quit that, standing that's by a pool. That's the 13th. Yeah. yeah, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Okay. And then that does it for our lightning round. And it brings us to this week's WTH. W-T-H. And this week, the WTH comes from ZDNet. And the article is called Google Search Results Listings Can Be Manipulated for Propaganda. More on that in a minute. <laughs> so what ZDNet found is that there is a little parameter that you can grab by taking a command from the knowledge graph. And the modifier is a little phrase that's K-P-O-N-L-Y. You can find the knowledge graph identifier from a specific result. And then you can append that and make your own knowledge graph that you want to show up to completely unrelated search results set of search results. And the WTH isn't because this exists. It's because Barry Schwartz at Search Engine Land <laughs> called this out back in, 2000, in February of 2017 e- with an in-depth article talking about uh, the hacks that you can do with uh, Knowledge Graph. And I believe that that article included um, some examples of, or, sorry, this was actually that was not Barry Schwartz. It was um, it was Tony Edward who did this, and he showed a bunch of examples of how you could manipulate this with, uh, say, the president. So this has been around now for almost th- two years, and that's the WTH is because it, you can manipulate that knowledge <laughs> panel and you can manipulate it for the past two years. WTH. Well, I'm just hearing of it, and I played around with it. This should have been, first of all, in our cool tool section <laughs> because it's really cool. Not really. It's not that helpful, but it was super fun. I made one myself, and we will put that in the show notes, but basically I got Danny Trejo's Knowledge Graph to show up for Adorable Kittens, and it's the most beautiful search result listing I've ever seen. It's just a bunch of cats and then <laughs> this big scary man. <laughs> that would be a good tattoo. Just The, the whole those, thing? The whole search results. I'll get my back done. Yeah. Just the the cute kittens and Danny Trejo on the side. Adorable kittens. That's what he ranks for (laughs) in my book anyway. Okay. And that was this week's WTH. There actually is a real WTH. You'd have to go to TechCrunch to look at it. It's about Bing and child pornography. And don't click any of those links over on TechCrunch. We're not even going to talk about it. But apparently Bing's been been up to some WTH-y things. Yeah. Yep. So let's get to something better. This week's cool tool. Cool tool. And this week's cool tool comes from Google, and it's the Google Rich Results Test. And they announced on Twitter that with your Rich Results Test, you now don't just test the live code, 
you can make edits to the code and test your rich snippets on the fly. Can I get an amen? Amen. And so what you can do, it, it was always difficult because you'd have to make the change, see if those warnings had, had gone away or errors. And now you can just do it live, figure out what the exact issue is, and then take it to your developer or implement it on your site. So this is an awesome tool, and it piggybacks on the other <laughs> great tool of analytics that you can have that test account. So Google is just dominating the cool tools this week. All right, and now for this week's must-read marketing article of the week, an article so in-depth, so detailed, that we simply cannot cover it here on the show. And this week's article comes from Simon Cox, and the article is Using Data Studio to Review Your HTTP to HTTPS Migration. One of the things that is tricky with Search Console is that it is the specific URL that you're pulling data on. And what can happen is when you migrate from a non-secure HTTP site to an HTTPS site, you have to set up an all-new Search Console account. And when you do that, you typically cannot see how that performance is. And so what Mr. Cox has done is to create a Data Studio account that pulls in four different elements or attributes from Search Console, and I believe it's impressions, clicks from the HTTP, and then impressions, clicks from the HTTPS. And then for the fifth, he had an example in there just pulling in Google Analytics data, but it gives you that full view to see how has going secure impacted your site. It's a great step-by-step, -step, something that we look at all the time and that everybody would be better off if they read that. So... Thank you, Simon. We really appreciate that. And that is our article of the week. And that does it for today's show. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock. Remember, you can catch everything from today's show on marketingoclock.com. And just make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If today's show was of value to you, please subscribe, leave a review, or share with a colleague. If you are looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketingoclock.com for links to all the articles that we covered. Welcome to this week's episode of Shooting the Heck, where we don't talk about marketing anymore. We just shoot the heck. This week, I've got a new game inspired by Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Oh, God. This week's game is called Are You Smarter Than a Coin Flip? I've got 10 questions. <laughs> okay. I, this, this came to me because of one of the stories this week about super pods, mm. that a oh. pod is a group of dolphins. So I want to see if you can beat five in my 10 questions, and you have to identify what the group of a specific animal is. And it's a true-false. I have oh, a couple, that's easy. couple fake ones and some real ones, and you have to decide if it's true or false. And if you get six right, you win. If not, you either are as smart as a coin flip or worse than a coin flip. I am really terrified because those are <laughs> that's that's a thing to be known for for the rest of your life. Okay, first up, is it called a Congress of Crocodiles? Yes, true. Incorrect. What? It is called a Basque of Crocodiles. I guess that's cute. They're all sitting there in the sun. I wanted them in powdered wigs, though. Okay. <laughs> we should talk to somebody about that. <laughs> Next up, 
a gathering of grasshoppers. False. Correct. It is actually a cloud of grasshoppers. That doesn't make sense either, but okay. But when you have a huge group of them jumping up, it's like a cloud in the sky. Yeah, but clouds don't jump. I didn't know that. <laughs> or I guess they don't hop. They're not called cloud hop. Anyway, whatever. Okay. <laughs> a prickle of porcupines. It's definitely, yes, true. Okay, you're, you're correct. I don't know if you knew that one before. I didn't, but I, it had to be. It had knew, to be. I knew you knew that murder of crows one, so I didn't even you put did, that in you there. You better not have no. put that in there. It's too I easy. I think you went. A cauldron of bats. Ooh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go false. It is true. What? A cauldron of bats. I figured you'd know that. No, because it's it like your life. Like, I know, but I. Bats are amazing, but I don't normally see them in groups. Question before you go on: These ones that are made up, you made them. Yes, up. for my brain. <laughs> <laughs> so to go back to it, you made up Congress of alligators. Congress of crocodiles. I thought it rhymed. <laughs> Okay. 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 Next up, a business of ferrets. <laughs> it has to be true. That's so stupid. That is true. That is true. <laughs> okay. You wouldn't even think of that. Okay. A meeting of monkeys. Uh, false. Correct. Yes. It is actually a troop of monkeys. A, a troop of monkeys? Mm-hmm. Okay. A squeal of squid. <laughs> no. There's no way that's true <laughs> it is false <laughs> do you know did you get information on what the- yeah it, 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 i have the real ones i have the answers it's oh, an okay. audience of squid an audience okay i, thought I like squeal, squeal right. better actually yeah. <laughs> okay a boardroom of buzzards Come on. um this feels like a trick question so i'm gonna go true incorrect it's false ah, it yeah. is actually a wake of buzzards Wow, like they're mourning the animal that they're going to eat in a minute. Yes. That's amazing. Okay. I like that. A ramming of rhinos. <laughs> Sounds like, doesn't it sound like a novel that you would read? The ramming of the rhino. And it's like this really deep story that I'm has not nothing you to hints. do with rhinos. It's like Silence of the Lambs, but the ramming of the rhino. Um, true. Okay. You're incorrect. It is actually a crash of rhino. Close to ramming, Close. though. Yes. Hmm. You're, last you're one. tricky. You're right a tricky now, guy. You are 50%. You've got five right. Oh, my God. I'm sweating. If you get this question right, you are smarter than a coin flip. A hunt of jaguars. False. That is correct. Yes! You are officially smarter than a coin flip. It is actually my favorite. A shadow of jaguars. Ooh, Isn't that I like cool? That. See, I was thinking it had to be like a pride, but I know that's lions, but they're all big cats. Shadow's really good. I, that, that whole thing stressed me out. I'm, I'm <laughs> sweating for the rest of the day. All right, and you heard it here first. Jess, smarter than coin flip. And we'll, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye.